Hello, and welcome to the Divorce Woman's Guide podcast, where we talk about the things us divorcees are thinking, but not always talking about, as we turn our divorce into the best gift you've ever been given. And I do so with a little bit of sass and a whole lot of class. I am your host, Wendy Sterling, founder of The Divorce Rehab. I am here to support you in this transition phase of your life so you can start your new best chapter on your own terms. After all, that's what I did after my own divorce. And now it is my mission to change the conversation around divorce and help you see why your divorce, like mine, was the best gift you ever received. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Divorce Woman's Guide podcast. How are you guys doing today? Don't forget to hit subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode because they come out every single week. And today's episode is with Lisa Ziderman. Hello, Lisa. How are you? Hello, how are you? I am great. I am so honored and excited to have you here on our podcast because I've been a big fan and I've been following you for quite some time. I know that we have a lot of mutual friends as well. And you are one of my favorite experts, not just in the legal field, but also surrounding financial issues. And so you guys, Lisa is here today to chat with me and with you guys about how it is that you can navigate all of the complex or what you think are complex financial issues and to actually see through the emotional piece of it and to find yourself empowered by the choices that you get to make as you're navigating your divorce process and as it relates to your finances. So Lisa, I'm going to share a little bit about you with our audience today. So Lisa is a managing partner at Miller Ziderman LLP, which is based in one of my favorite cities, New York, a matrimonial attorney, CFL and certified divorce financial analyst. So that's also called a CDFA. She regularly handles complex financial and custody divorce matters, as well as pre and post nuptial agreements. She was named to Crane's New York list of notable women attorneys for 2022, as well as Crane's New York notable diverse lawyers for 2022. She is a founding member of the American Academy of Certified Financial Litigators and a member of the panel for Attorneys for Children. She is also a member of the Forbes Business Council. And in addition to authoring a very well-read blog on psychology today, which you guys should check out, Legal Matters, Understanding Mental Health Issues as They Apply to Divorce and Child Custody, Lisa is regularly, regularly published in Financial Advisor Magazine, the New York Law Journal, and by the Forbes Business Council. She's also interviewed on issues ranging from financial empowerment to tax issues to child custody in all media. And she is a graduate of the Fordham University of Law and also serves as the vice president of the board of Savvy Ladies, Inc., which I know very well, and on the board of Lyft, which is legal information for families today. So Lisa, quite the bio. And I, one of the reasons why I'm excited to have you here today, because you have such an extensive background in both the legal and the financial aspect, which are just debilitating for many of us going through this process. So What is it that inspired you to do this work today? What is it about your journey that led you to support your clients? So I was actually in the fashion business. I became an attorney. And actually, before I went to law school, um, I 
went into the fashion business when I was 18 years old, straight from high school at Santa Avenue, and then my own divorce and custody case, and decided then that I could really be helpful to people. I think most of what most people find frustrating is a lack of responsiveness during my case, that there was just a lack of responsiveness by my attorneys. And so I found that I really wanted to be that responsive and um, and clearly there for the client and that the client felt like we had their back. And so that's why I ended up going to law school. I worked for a few different firms and then opened up my own practice in 2000. And um, it feels like so long ago, 2013, I guess, was when I opened my own practice. Amazing. And I think also, unless you've done it, I think unless you've actually gone through it, to understand um, that everything, it feels like stress. Everything needs to be um, addressed. Me feels like it's going to be the end of the world when you're going. And you, you know, I think that people feel like they're under that, um, essentially under a spotlight when they're going through their divorce and they want to make sure that they do everything right. And in order to do everything right, they need to sometimes ask questions and they may be during the weekends and it may be at night and it may be by text and it may be by email and it may be at seven o'clock in the morning, but they need to actually get their answers. Um, you know, it's something that, and to be honest, a lot of people will say like, I can't wait till it's over. And honestly, it, it never is, especially if you have kids just because of the co-parenting issue. And, and we can get into that as well. But, you know, I think that one of the hardest parts of this is really taking the emotion out. And as women, that is how we tend to lead, you know, is with our hearts. And, and there's so much emotion tied to divorce when at the end of the day, you know, divorce really is a business transaction, but yet we bring that emotional piece into it. And especially as it relates to our finances. So can you share a little bit about your experience and how it is that you help your clients or, you know, just to share with our audience today, how it is that they can start separating a little bit the emotion from the financial element of divorce. And then we can dive into sort of the, the finance piece of, of, you know, thinking about what you want to walk away with. Sure. So I think the first thing is to take a deep breath, right there. You're going to get through it. Everybody gets through it. Um, the question is how well are you going to get through it? And I, you know, from the very first time that someone comes to meet me in a consultation, talk about two issues, right? We talk about custody and their children and the relationships with their children. And we talk about finance. So, you know, in the first consultation that I actually conduct, I usually go through income, assets, liabilities. What is it that you know about your finances? What is it that you don't know about your finances? Are there businesses that need to be valued? Are there real, is there real estate property that needs to be valued? Do you have access to financial statements and tax returns? Do you you know, have you really looked at those um, those documents ever? Or is it something that maybe somebody was looking at for you? Did you have a financial advisor? Did your spouse take care of that area? All of those questions are really important in terms of, of really preventing anxiety. Because once I know that as an attorney, I can take that off their shoulders. So A, we can look at the tax returns, we can get documents, we can conduct discovery, we can conduct depositions, we can have negotiations, we can try to reach agreements. Um, and we, you know, once we've identified the whole world of assets and liabilities, then we can have a fruitful discussion about how to resolve a case. 
So all that we really ask from our clients is use our shoulders and 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 lean on us to do that heavy lifting because we can do it. Now, if you never had that access to that information and you feel like you've been shut out and a lot of people are shut out both during the marriage and during the divorce, they don't get the information, their spouses are not um, inclined to give it to them, they don't have the passwords to accounts, they have no idea what the tax returns really said. Maybe they were just put in front of them and told to sign. Maybe they never saw them at all, and they they never had any contact with the accountant. These are all questions that we ask so that we can identify really who is the client that's before us and what help can we, we give to that client. But no matter what that situation is, it's resolvable. It just, people have to realize that it is a marathon and not a sprint. Yes. And that it's not going to happen in five minutes, five days, five months. It, it takes time to unwind what has been, you know, a marriage. Yes. And there's also a lot of women out there too, who come to realize, you know, when divorce is on the table, that their name hasn't been on anything or that they don't necessarily have credit, right? A credit line that things have been in their, their spouse's name. So can you talk a little bit into, cause there's an emotional and mental piece around that of like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Like I'm left with nothing. I have nothing which is what I'm hearing is not the case, but I'll let you, you're the expert. Right. So in New York, title does not mean everything. Now, there may be separate property that either you or your spouse came into, and that separate property may have been inherited or it may have been actually gifted during the marriage. That may be their sole and separate property and, and that we just have to live with. But as to the other there's going to be a time when those retirement accounts that may be just in your spouse's name are going to be transferred over partially to you. And there may be a time when those brokerage accounts that are just in your spouse's name will be transferred over partially to you. They will be equitably divided. So just because you don't have access now doesn't mean that we we need to actually have that anxious feeling that I'm going to be left with nothing. Look, whether you have a lot of money or frankly, a little bit of money, People feel that they're going to be sometimes left with nothing, that they literally will be left homeless. And it's a very scary feeling to to feel that there's just not going to be enough or how am I going to keep the roof over my, my head and or my children's head? It will be worked out. It, it, you're not going to be left with nothing unless there was nothing to start with. Now, I mean, that's a possibility. It could be that there was a lot of income and it was all spent. I can't, you know, we, we can't actually make the money, we can't manufacture it. So there has to be some reality to that as well. But if there are assets, they are going to be equitably divided. And there really shouldn't be this feeling of panic if you have a good attorney and that attorney is working diligently to make sure that they actually find the assets and the liabilities for that matter. Yeah. And I, I think that it's so hard for people to see past the fear, right? Because there's so much fear that comes into this. And a lot of times you are told, 
oh, I'm just going to give you this and I'm going to take that. And whenever I hear that, I'm like, red flag, red flag, red flag. So can you talk into what some of those red flags are that people should be aware of? And and first and foremost, do not agree to anything without consulting your attorney or your financial advisor. But talk if you could talk into that a little bit, because I know that that comes up all the time. It does come up all the time. So so I would say red flag number one is you don't have access to any of the accounts. I mean, that's usually the biggest red flag. You don't have the passwords. You don't have access. You're not seeing the statements. They're not coming to the house. They're not coming to the apartment. They're going to somebody's office, right. um, spouse's office or some other family member that your spouse may have. That's a red flag. OK, and and it will be dealt with. But that is a red flag. The other piece of it is that if you feel that you are you know, if you're getting threats from your spouse, you're not going to get anything. I'm going to ruin you. This is going to drag out for forever. Um, don't listen to your attorney. Don't listen to your financial advisor. They don't know anything. They are scamming you. All of those kinds of things that are being said are not things to pay attention to. Attorneys aren't trying to scam anyone. Financial advisors aren't trying to scam anyone. They're trying to work with their clients to get them the best outcome they can, because that's obviously how they too will be successful. If they get you a good outcome, you're going to actually send your friends, your family members, et cetera. So they're not looking to scam you. If if what's happening, and I see this a lot, okay, where there's a spouse who tries to literally separate you from your attorney or your financial advisor because they're giving you good advice. Don't let that happen. There's also free services. You know, we talked a little bit about having mutual friends. So Savvy Ladies, which I'm on the board Mm -hmm. and I'm VP of the board, that's a place to go for support in terms of financial literacy, speaking to a financial advisor, asking questions. Um, It's free of charge. They have a helpline. You call into the helpline and you're paired with a financial advisor free of charge um, to help you um, for one or two sessions. Um, You know, there are various things that can be done to get you financially literate about your, your finances. And I think that the lack of familiarity is what's scary to people. The lack of, of understanding is what's scary to people. So get educated. You know, look at the documents when they come through, ask questions of your attorney, go to the free helpline and savvy ladies, have a, get a financial advisor. All of those things can help alleviate that emotional fear of being left with nothing. If your spouse has accrued monies during the marriage and there's no prenup that says you're not going to get anything and, you know, this was marital earnings, there's a very good likely chance you're going to get a very nice distribution during the marriage, you know, after, during your divorce, and you will not be left with nothing. So that fear that is put into, particularly into women's heads when they're not working and they don't have control of the finances, it's very scary for them, but there will come a time when you're going to have assets in your name and that fear will, will dissipate. Yeah. And I think it's that time period, right? That people get so freaked out over, you know, how am I going to afford my life? How am I going to pay my bills? And, and they, it's, they just get paralyzed and immediately start saying like, I can't afford this. I can't afford that. I don't have access to this. I don't have access to that. So what can you share with our audience today about, you know, 
again, I know part of it is mindset, but also to alleviate some of those concerns. So I think that um, people have to understand that there's going to be if spousal support likely um, if there is a working and a non-working spouse and essentially the moneyed spouse and the non-moneyed spouse. There may be child support if there's if children are living primarily with one person or another, which will also um, alleviate. One of the factors certainly is the length of the marriage, um, whether there are children, um, the age of the parties, the health of the parties. Um, the lifestyle is definitely looked at, which is why you need to get a handle on um, the credit cards and the expenses that have been, you know, but even if that happens, that doesn't mean that you're going to be left with no support. And likely at some point you may decide that you want to return to work and, and, and start to work part-time, full-time, et cetera. And that's going to bring in more income. People will figure it out. Okay. And your attorney and a financial advisor will help you figure it out. But you're, it, it is so unlikely that somebody's going to be left destitute. It really is. Yeah. And I think that, again, the fear aspect is so prevalent and especially for women, you know, and, and I say this all the time and I admit, like I turn the other way and I remember like in the discovery phase uh, or excuse me, not discovery disclosures phase, I, I was paralyzed and I sat on it for like six weeks. Cause I was like, Holy, Holy moly. I, it just, it was, it, it's so overwhelming. The financial piece is overwhelming. And, you know, it was scary to me because only because, as you said earlier, like I wasn't educated. And so what it opened up for me was it's time to get educated. It's time to put your big girl pants on, Wendy, and to start taking ownership and start taking charge of your financial security, your financial future. And you know, for those people who are tuning in today too, like I share about my story where I didn't realize that our finances were in a worse position than I thought that they were. And talk about like, I will never put my head in the sand again because I I had all these assumptions. And, you know, and then I got into storytelling mode of like, oh my God, this is gone. Where did this go? I'm going to be destitute. I'm going to be out on the street. And, you know, I kept remembering my attorney telling me, um, and also I had to hire a CDFA for my divorce as well. Um, you know, and, and so I kept being terrified of, you know, not just what am I going to be left with, but then, oh my God, all these bills, right. Bills from attorneys, bills from financial experts. And, you know, I'd love your perspective on that because for me, it's worth every freaking penny. Like you don't know what you're doing. You're going to wind up with a horrible deal and, and it's going to cost you more later than if you invest the money in getting yourself the best deal, right? As you said, it's a marathon and it's not a sprint. So can you talk into, into that a little bit and just, you know, the benefits of having that team? I mean, really it's legal, financial, and, and emotional is really what you need because Part of what I do is I help bring I help bring you a client that is in a rational mindset to be making choices based on her future self instead of the panicked, you know, scared person who is just, you know, just making choices from her emotional state. So it, it is so important, Wendy, to make sure that you have a strong team, right? And that does not mean just a great attorney. Um, that means having a financial advisor, having a therapist who you can speak to. You know, there are going to be 
co-parenting issues if you have children. Having a therapist is really important during that because that therapist will give you some perspective, some strategies, some help with co-parenting. They will also bring you down to earth of you know what's going on in terms of um, why you're feeling so anxious or help you li- feel less anxious when you talk it out. So that's that's first and foremost, I would say people really do need a great therapist when they go through a complex divorce case. The other is obviously making sure that you have attorneys that really are good. I mean, solid attorneys who will pay attention to your case, watch your back, have good people on their team. Um, You know, when I handle a case, I don't handle every single aspect of the case. I have great people that I work with also. I was just in court, which is why my car is moving like this. (laughs) today and I was there all morning and court went ran later down in Kings County than I thought it was going to be but I was there with my partner and she was fabulous and she was able to work with the client while I was speaking to the AFC the attorney for the children and you know and and then we went back and forth and negotiated and it was great to have a team there so that we could work together and we resolved a lot of issues for our client so that that's really important and then of course there is the financial piece, if there are valuations that need to be done, if there is an income stream analysis that needs to be take place so that we can understand what is the actual expense, what are the actual expenses that were being paid during the marriage? You know, your spouse may say, well, we never had the money for any of this. I, I, your, your budget is way too high. But truth is, it's going to be in the credit cards. It's going to be in the bank statements. It's going to be in the ATM withdrawals. It's going to be there. And somebody may just have to do what's called an income stream analysis and, a, yeah. and an analysis of spending so that they can understand what the lifestyle is. So a lifestyle analysis as well. How much is the income that's been coming into the family, the income stream analysis, and what is the lifestyle analysis in terms of the expenses paid from that? Maybe somebody is paying expenses from a business. And that is really important to understand if that's the case, because it may not be reflected in the American Express or the Capital One cards or the bank accounts. Maybe it's coming directly from the business. Maybe it is loans that people are taking from their business, which are on the books as loans, but they're never really repaid and they're not declared as income. Maybe there are restricted stock units that need to be valued because maybe your spouse is not being paid all of the income in as cash. Maybe some of it is equity. And so these are all things that need to be dealt with and figured out and calculated. And you need experts to do that. And your attorney can't do it all. So yes, you will have likely all of these other pieces. And yes, it is expensive, frankly, to get divorced in New York and probably across the country. But you need to do it in a way that maximizes each person's ability so that you don't have one person who's doing the work of somebody else who could do it maybe quicker and more efficiently. And so you need a team. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And I don't know where I would be if I didn't have my attorney, my CDFA, my financial advisor, my therapist, and my coach. Like I I didn't want to be on the other side of this going, oh my God, I can't believe that I gave him this, or I can't believe that I gave this up. And I look back now and I'm like, thank the Lord. It was worth every penny. I had a six-figure divorce. I live in California. I had a six-figure divorce. And it was worth every penny that I had to spend 
because I wouldn't be where I am today. At the time, I was freaking out every time I got a bill um, from all of them. But I also knew that without them, I wouldn't I wouldn't have been able to think, keep myself focused on the life that I wanted to create and to have with my kids um, without it. So everybody listening today, please hear that. Please, I'm begging you. It is so important. Do not do this by yourself. There's so many resources out there. I will also make sure, Lisa, that we have the link in the comments for Savvy Ladies because you guys are a resource that I give out all the time to my clients um, who are seeking that support. I actually just gave you guys out to somebody yesterday who emailed me freaking out about I'm a stay-at-home mom. He's trying to talk me into X, Y, and Z. I don't know what to do. Thanks for listening. And I'm like, go to Savvy Ladies. Um, So before we end our podcast and our conversation, I could talk to you about this all day long. I I also am very fascinated by... I find the, the, I was very interested in wanting to understand the law and to understand, uh, you know, every time my lawyer and I talked about something, one of the things that I loved was she would always talk to me in the lens of this is, you know, God forbid we go to court. This is how the judge would see things. This is how the court would view things. And knowing your circumstances, like this is how we can, you know, talk about this, right? Like a big piece of this is also strategy. There's a huge strategy that is involved, as you said, like you want to have somebody in your corner, not only explaining the law to you, but also who's got your back, who you know is going to get you the best outcome possible, um, who is invested in you the way that you're investing in them. So what is one last piece of advice or tips so that everybody listening today feels empowered in their financial situation and regardless of where they are in in their process. So I think you just nailed it, actually. You need to be realistic too, okay? And I think that where sometimes it falls apart for people is that they aren't realistic. They have a view that they should get something, whether it be the marital home or um, something that they feel super connected to. And they really have to understand that the marital home is important. But for example, there may be another home in the same area where your children may still be able to have their friends and their school and all of the other things. And maybe there won't be a capital gains tax that you're, you're paying alone when you sell it in the future. Maybe you won't be paying the broker's fee by yourself. Maybe, you know, it's time to have that cash working for you as opposed to, you know, sitting in the home. So I I think that not getting attached to any one asset is really important. I also think that understanding that when your attorney says to you, this is the likely outcome that's going to happen with a, you know, this is the judge you have. This is likely how the judge is going to be thinking. They don't know that for sure, but they have enough experience to understand that that's the likelihood. And, you know, yes, it, it may not be something that you want to hear, but that's why you've hired them. You've hired them because they are focused on your case and they understand what the parameters are and what they really can negotiate and get and what is just so unrealistic that you're wasting your time and your money and, and you're, you're getting very emotional about it because it's something that you can't really achieve. So you have to be realistic about what is going on in your case. And, you know, from the time people come into their consultation to us, all the way, if we end up, I mean, and sometimes we do, you know, most of the time we settle our cases, but sometimes there's a trial. 
And when we get to that courthouse, I will say the people who we represent know what that likely outcome is going to be. They know there's a parameter, you know, it's a range, okay? And they know what that range is. So there's no shock to them. But I have seen that sometimes when I'm, you know, my adversary is there and the judge has said, okay, I think it's A, B, and C. And now it takes them three days to explain in the hallway to their client who is hearing for the first time that it's A, B, and C. My client is usually sitting there very you know, calm and collected because they've heard it's going to be A, B, and C likely. Right. And that's a very big difference. So you know, during that consultation, sometimes people frankly feel that they, you know, they, they get scared, okay? But it's because we're very straightforward and frank with them. And I, I don't really, I, I don't give them a story that, that isn't going to happen. I tell them what the future looks like. Yeah. And it's based on a lot of experience. And so that's, that's really where it's at. And at some point you have to come to grips with things are changing, but they still could be okay. Yeah. hundred percent. Oh my gosh, Lisa, such a pleasure to speak with you. I want to make sure that everybody knows how they can find you. And I know that you are, you know, Law is very unique to every state, um, but I know that you also have a generous um, offer for those people that live in New York. So um, how can people find you? And I'd love for you to share more about that. Sure. So it, they can go to my website, lisaziderman.com. So it's L-I-S-A-Z-E-I-D-E-R-M-A-N.com. They can email me at lz at mzw law.com. They can also um, call at, and I'll give you one of my numbers, 914-455-1000. And I did for your listeners offer if they live in New York, in the metro area um, and Westchester, Rockland, Long Island, et cetera. Um, if they are in that area, we will give a free 30 minute consult. Um, if they want to do that, to just get some information. So we're happy to do that. Um, for your listeners. And, you know, we look forward to speaking again. Also, Savvy Ladies. I mean, that is a free helpline. It is a huge benefit for for, um, women. Um, It gives them free financial advice um, and, you know, some information um, with a focused financial um, you know, a, a professional who will work one-on-one with them. They are matched with that person on a free helpline. So they definitely um, can call Savvy Ladies and do that. And it's a it's a fabulous organization. And, um, you know, I'm a big believer in women's financial literacy, as you probably know. Yep. So for me, near and dear to my heart. Yes. And it is an amazing resource that has helped so many people and God bless you and the rest of the team at Savvy Ladies for putting it together because it is something so needed. Lisa, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom today and truly for just the work that you do and the lives that you change every single day. Thank you so much. And thank you for putting up with the car ride and all (laughs) Unfortunately, there you just if you're in court and it runs late, you just can't stop it. So you know what, life happens, and that it, we keep it real here on the Divorce Women's Guide podcast. I've got my dog who is just dying to get outside because he's seeing somebody coming home and he wants to get himself out the door. So it it, it is totally fine. I appreciate you making the time and everybody tuning in today. Thank you so much for joining us. You know that with every single episode, my goal 
is to give you a nugget or multiple nuggets of information to help you navigate your divorce process wherever it is that you guys are. And that was my goal today. You also know that I love hearing from you. What did you take away from this episode? What was an aha moment that you had? Share it with me. Email me, wendy at wendysterling.net. Join my Facebook group, uh, which is called The Divorce Rehab with Wendy. Get in there, share. I love hearing from you guys. I hope that you have a fabulous rest of your day. Sending you all so much love, light, and joy as always. Bye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Divorced Woman's Guide podcast. If you like what you hear, please share this episode with someone you know or spread the word on social media. This is how I reach more divorcees around the world and provide them with the support they need to create their next best life. And I would also love to continue the conversation with you. So please friend me on Facebook, join my private Facebook group, The Divorce Rehab, and follow me on Instagram at Divorce Rehab with Wendy. I'll see you next time. 